expectations. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Oh, man. Good to be back. We've had a, had a two-week hiatus. Um, lots happening. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. To, I'm glad to be here. Sorry I missed out on the, the cool scripted hats. Um, you know, take you win some, you lose some, and I'm I just took an L. So forty-seven brand stays coming with it, man. They do. I'm telling you, once they go public with their stock options, Keith and I are going to be heavy investors. We'll be we'll be minor we'll be minority owners within like a few hours. I'm telling you, dude, they need to give me credit for the amount of hats I've purchased because I probably single-handedly kept them in business during the pandemic. So they did a sale during the pandemic that was buy two get two free. Bruh. It was dude. My favorite was when they would do mystery hats. So you'd buy one and oh, get yeah, a yeah. mystery hat with it. I'm telling you, I bought I got a hat, pullover, a t-shirt, a pair of socks for like $25. And they're all quality too. So you know, you know yeah, what I always say, you're losing money if you don't. So we are, um, we are definitely gunning for a 47 brand sponsor. So I'm telling you, give me the, give episode, me the branded I'm ad. Gonna, I'll record it. Marketing team and yeah. You want to sponsor the show. That'd be pretty cool. I do have a good, I have a good advertising voice. They can listen to it on the beginning of our show where I plug anchor. Uh, That's for sure. That's for sure. Cause you know what they say, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. So and we are making we're making lots of sense. We've made so much sense on <laughs> from our anchors ads. It's it's gonna buy us like what are we maybe from anchor revenue. We are at five dollars and seventy seven cents. So what? almost one almost one craft beer. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that. Remember when we first got the anchor sponsorship? I was like, yo, two dollars by the end of the season. That should be pretty solid. And we blew we that out of the water. Seven eight episodes. We blew that out of the water. So. Wow, that's impressive. But the real reason we're here is because we are aiming to provide high quality content to the fellows, for the fellows, by the fellows. Um, and this is going to be a really special episode because we're going to be talking about the fellows. But to talk about the fellows, you have to know who the fellows are and we're the fellows. So, uh, of course, without further ado, I'm the commish. It is Friday, my dudes. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-host, Keith. I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Three beers. Four beers. Oh, no. Five beers. Oh, no. Six beers. And, as always, our super producer, Philly. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Well, great to be here, guys. Um, Keith, you want to give us give us a quick rundown of, of what, what's on the agenda today and what we're aiming aiming to do? Absolutely. Absolutely, Kamish. Um, we realized coming into last season, we kind of got started a couple couple weeks into the season, and uh, even though we ultimately were able to get everyone on the show for at least one episode, we didn't really give all the fellas their proper introduction. So we wanted to take a time leading into this season. We got our draft coming up in, what, like two weeks, a um, little over two weeks. Got our draft coming up, got a new season started. We're all really excited for it. We wanted to give the fellas a proper introduction. 
Um, and I'll preface all this by saying we offered the fellows an opportunity to uh, make a video and tell us all about themselves and, you know, share with share with the world what they wanted the world to know about them. And we had one submission. So um, that submission you will find out uh, towards the end of the episode, but they will be the only guest allowed on the show for this season. Um, this was a test and the lads all failed it except for... <laughs> So yeah, we figured want to give at least uh, a snippet of who who the people are, right? Who who the people who are competing in this league, and I think to to kind of I think that kind of prompts a bigger question of like what brought us all together and kind of what started the league. Um, and I, I guess I had to kind of tell that story as the commish. Um, I think it all started really, and as I'm kind of like racking my brain as to like where the, the ideas came from and kind of shot from there. But I think it was like the year I had played in like, I want to say like, it was, I was like, it was heavy. It was a heavy year. I played in like six or seven fantasy leagues. It was like a lot. It was just too much, too much fantasy. Not, I don't know if there is such a thing, but it was, it was definitely a lot, but none of them necessarily took fantasy seriously. Um, and it was like not very organized and, um, I've always been under the, like the, the philosophy that like, if you want something done right, do it yourself. And I was like, I know I can run a really good, or I have some like really good ideas for a fantasy league. And, um, so at that point I started reaching out to people I know that I could count on. And I know that would really take fantasy seriously and it would be fun competing against. Cause like, there's nothing worse than like playing in a fantasy league and there's like, 50% of the people who just like don't even set their lineups on a weekly basis. And I think nothing like drives me up the wall more, especially if I'm paying money in a league to like, yeah, I'm happy to take your money, but like I want to earn it. And so I got together and I put started brainstorming and put together a list of people I thought uh, would be, would be really good for to compete against and to, to, you know, people who are going to be like active in the chat rooms, right. Or being active in the chat um, and kind of came together with this list of this group of people. Um, we've had pretty good retention. I think we've only replaced one member. Um, just, one. just one. And I don't, I don't necessarily replace one guy. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And I don't necessarily foresee us um, like losing any members, at least in the near future. I think everyone's kind of committed and um, like, it's not committed to fantasy, but they're committed to the guys in the league. I think, I think we've gotten to that point where uh, people do this league for each other and we do it because of the camaraderie. We do it because like the content that's coming out of it, the fun, like, I think it's more like we talk a lot, we talk a lot about community, but I think like this fantasy league is more, more than just a fantasy league. It's a, it's a community. Um, so I think that's, what's really special about this league and what keeps people together um but again that wouldn't be possible without the people in the league um and so that's kind of how we all got here to where we're at and like i said if people weren't invested in like making a league better um we wouldn't have it so like i said it, it's really it's great because we have off-season business that we attend to every year right and we we do things to improve the league to make things different um it's not you know vanilla i don't think our league is very vanilla um we do things differently every year and there's new things that we add and remove and uh, really change things up to keep things uh, spicy. So 
Yeah, I'll say um, we we kind of try to approach this episode as if this is your first time listening to the episode, or if you've maybe listened to other episodes, but um, you kind of wanted to come back and establish a baseline before the season starts. Obviously, we're talking about a fantasy football league, and we're going to go through uh, the whole season. So weekly, we will break down um, all the matchups in the league. Um, we'll talk, um, you know, uh, waiver wire pickups, free agency, um, sleepers, duds, um, you know, kind of everything for the upcoming week, including, you know, the next week's matchups and who we think might win, along with some, mm-hmm. some of our general musings and all of that. Yeah. Um, even so. even some even some internal drama, potentially. Yeah. Um, waiver gate last year, right? Or trade gate. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever Kiefer was involved in. <laughs> It was sketchy at the very minimum. Fred threw a fit about a waiver pickup for a kicker, and then he didn't even get the kicker. So, you know, like I said, we're going to talk we, about we a lot of... We also care a little bit too much about kickers in this league. <laughs> we're going to talk about, we're gonna talk about a lot of things. Speaking but... of kickers we care about, would you like to share our interaction with a kicker that happened last week? Yeah, I would. I, I was like, we had an interaction with a kicker. We sure did. I was like, I was like, was this something that I missed when Kiefer was in uh, when visiting you? Like, I, uh, I don't I know. Almost wore my, also, Keith, I almost wore my push t-shirt tonight. So, oh. um, our interaction with a key, kicker. Uh, yeah. Um, so for our draft this year, um, to determine the draft order. Uh, we thought it would be cool to, well, I don't know about we, um, but at least uh, myself, Keith, um, came together and we're like, what would be a cool way to announce the draft order this year? Um, and I'd heard some people talking about like ways that they'd done it and um, Cameo had come up. And so we were browsing Cameo um, and I was looking for a reasonably priced, uh, someone related to, to football, maybe a comedian, something. Um, and we had stumbled across David Akers, uh, former a former Philadelphia Eagles kicker, former uh, San Francisco 49ers kicker. I think there might be one more team thrown in there, but uh, those are the two that he definitely kicked for for the longest time. Um, he was an option and available. Um, and so we, we ponied up and collected some funds and had him determine our draft order. And I think uh, he really knocked it out of the park like – uh, we gave him our, our team names, and he put together a um, uh, a draft order for us based on his musings and thoughts and what he thought about the teams. I don't know. I can't can't get in the side of David Dakers, but maybe that's something we include on. I don't know if I can put that on YouTube channel or not. But I don't know. Um, maybe I don't know if we legally can, but maybe we can clip the audio into here. Like maybe yeah. like right now. Hey, this is David Akers. I hope you all are doing well. This is for the Friends and Low Expectation Fantasy Football League. Sam reached out to me and let me know the names of the teams, and so I will pick them, and hopefully you all have a great, great draft and season. So uh, let's start it off with the first one, the fellas in the Jets. All right, Joe, you're going to be picking number one. The Magic and the Skull bus, that will be number two. Number three will be Zidane, please. Number four, Camara's Gridiron Gang. All right, so I'm, I'm assuming you're a Saints fan. I don't know. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting to me. I think we need to have a little discussion with Mo here. The Bunghole Burglars? Are you serious? Did I read that right? 
So the bunghole burglars, I don't know. Good luck to you on that one. Keep your back doors uh, closed, guys. Then we got next the Michael Carter 3. And then we have Devante's uh, Inferno. And we have a dog squeaking out there. Uh, we have Hines on my Johnson. Again, I don't really even know where to start with that. Rice to beat you. And then the Fighting House Plants. So that seems to be the draft. Hopefully it goes well for you guys. And uh, have a great, great fantasy football year. Take care. All right. So you just heard David Akers announce. Wow. <laughs> wow. Who knew, how, knew, who knew he had such a big opinion on Mo? <laughs> by, by the way, David Akers, uh, the Redskins, the Eagles, the Niners, and his last year in the league at age 39 with the Lions. Wow. Actually, yeah. I was going to say the Lions. I feel like I, I feel like I remember him kicking against us, but I, uh... I, I knew it was a team in blue. But I was like, no, I thought it was the Giants. I was like, okay, maybe he just stayed in the NFC East. And I was like, no, he wouldn't do that. Not as a. Do I remember Lawrence Tynes? Yeah, so that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, but so that's kind of how we determined the draft order this year. Um, it was great. I thought it was. I thought it was super fun. Um, you all just listen to it so you can, you know, give us your feedback on it. But um, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. It was a case to be made about the bunghole burglars. That's all I'll say. It was hilarious because I had ordered it on a Sunday or maybe a Saturday or Sunday and wasn't expecting anything back. And then Keith and I were on a call together. Uh, just, I think we were working on Because you, yeah. you texted me that morning and you were like, hey, I'm about to order it. Um, do you want to help me make this? document and then we found out you've only got like 300 characters to explain everything and you're like oh never mind i'll just do it and then yeah, yeah we were on a call that night and you're like yo we just got the draft order and i was like oh let's go yeah i was crying i was i was in tears it was uh yeah it was poetic but so that's how we determined our draft order this year i'm trying to do things a little bit differently um but again the premise for this episode is we want to give people the storylines and we want to give people who the who the people are behind the teams right um give you their character traits give you you know basic information that you can use um find out who the the villains of the league are and who you want to support as you're kind of going on this listening journey with us uh through the season and... most definitely the villain he's, he's oh he's the, yeah. he's the kevin durant <laughs> Yeah, no, yes, but um, that that's kind of a great segue. Um, I think we're gonna, and since we're going in alphabetical order, um, we're starting with Barl. I, was, I was I wasn't quite ready for that segue. <laughs> so okay, I'll get, while he's getting prepped, I'll give you kind of a rundown of what I, what I think we're hoping to achieve here. Yes, one, um, you know how the person got to the league. For the most part, they relate back to knowing. Uh, Sam, um, and mostly through uh, a fraternity that we are all, or most of us are members of, um, but kind of how they how they made their way into the league, um, kind of what they're known for in the league, uh, whether that's like their their style of uh, players they pick, or the way that they communicate in chat, um, or you know if it's throwing a fit over somebody and they're not picking them up, like whatever they're. Uh, kind of like what they're known for, or what, or maybe the inside jokes that we are going to kind of exploit throughout the, the season, yeah. um, and reference so that you kind of are in on the joke with us. 
Um, and then if we have some nicknames or um, I just played the choral um, uh, song for him. So for, I was going to start with uh, soundbite. Um, so, Barl, uh, Carl, Coral, uh, he is, Samson, he's got a thousand nicknames. So we, we probably will go through all that too. So just to give you all an idea of, of what to expect, um, we're kind of, again, want to establish a baseline. So as you go through the season, you kind of have an idea of who these people are. Yeah. So I'll kick, I'll kick us off with Carl. Cause I love this dude. Carl actually sent me like like a text with like a rundown of what he wanted to discuss but that was like a week ago and he, he and i text every day so now i can't find it so carl, carl i'm not going to talk about anything that you sent me in that message um, should have recorded it <laughs> yeah should have recorded a video sorry bud which he by by the way carl um i'm very upset with you you said you were going to send an audio file didn't send it um you know b big trust lost um <laughs> but he, carl He's he's been he's been around a long time. I've known Carl a long time. I think actually Philly's probably known him the longest here. Um, goes by a lot of nicknames. We call him Coral here. Um, we sometimes refer to him as Barl, and that started out as a as a typo um, in a group chat. But uh, most of our nicknames for Carl gen generally circulate around us just trying to piss him off. Like basically, he, he says he doesn't like something. Rest assured. That's what we're going to call him. So that's pretty much the basis of all of our nicknames for Carl. Um, Carl and I, like I said, he and I, he and I text pretty much every day at this point. I, what I will say about Carl, I'm going to gas him up here. Pound for pound, he's probably the most knowledgeable football fan we have in this, in this league of ours. Um, I'd put him up against uh, myself and Joe. I think Joe's also very knowledgeable. We'll talk mm -hmm. a little about that too, but... I'd put him up against anybody. He really and truly loves NFL. Um, he and I go back and forth regularly about which is better, college or pros. Um, I'm team college. He's team pros. But um, diehard Steelers fan and just really, really loves NFL Sundays. He's got an excellent agreement with his wife that she just lets him um, lounge around on Sundays in the fall and do nothing except watch football, which I think is great. Because um, I'm still struggling to get Morgan to agree to just let me watch. My and shit, and shit, talk us in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's been a rough two years. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, so I mean, going going back to where we started this segment, Carl, his role is definitely villain, and he has leaned into it very well. I will say, um, Carl is a full on WWE style heel in this group. Um, he's like Edge or Randy Orton back in the day, you know. Oh yeah, he's he, he's a he's triple a top H. tier heel. He he's he's like a Triple H level heel. Like he can he can play the part. Um, but that mostly stems from he's he's had a really good time in this league. He's made the playoffs every year we've done it. Um, he won the league two years ago. Last year he started the year on a what a ten nine ten game win streak and ended up finishing what was it 11 and 1 10 and 2 something like that um yeah beat me for third missed place out on the championship round um and so i mean like i said he he knows he definitely knows the nfl he knows how to play fantasy football draft strategy he brings a wealth of knowledge to the to the group and um he's he's just he's a ton of fun to talk to if you really get to know carl um but uh that, that that's my spiel about him i'll let you guys jump in yeah, I don't want to. Sp I won't spend too much time. You, I think you covered a lot, but uh, Carl gets his Jimmy's Russell pretty 
pretty pretty easily and and pretty regularly uh and with the fellas and and Keith is i mean we'll talk I'm, about that I'm public Keith... enemy number 1 with Carl Jimmy Russell yeah i, mean, yeah, I won't say he has a thin he doesn't have he doesn't have a thin skin like i don't think like it doesn't actually bother him to like an emotional core but he's also not the person that's going to just like ignore it like he'll confront no. you or like if you like talk trash to him he's gonna immediately talk trash back to you if he thinks you're talking trash to him and you're actually being kind he will insult your mother and then be like i'm sorry i insulted your mother but she actually still sucks most mom's cooking yeah (laughs) um i think the other thing is sometimes this is only sometimes I'm always wondering what Carl's angle is when he is messaging yeah. me. And he, he did send me a typo or not a typo, but maybe me- I think he was trying to message you, Keith, but he was like texting me. He's like, Oh, how was your move? And then he's like, like 30 seconds later, he's like, by the way, what's your draft strategy? And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, is this the only reason you texted me was to to get my draft strategy? Um, yeah. Well, he actually, Carl- he actually, so he didn't know you had moved and I was like, Oh yeah, I was talking to Sam and, you know, Sam just moved. He goes, oh, let me text him about it. And I, I don't think he, like, just kind of thought through, like, that sequence of texting. Because I think he genuinely was, like, trying to ask how you were doing. But he he had originally started started out our conversation by, like, yeah, do you know, do you have any idea what Sam is doing? I was like, I don't think Sam has any idea what Sam is doing yet. So no. like, you have to ask him. And then I was so. like, oh, by the way, he just moved. Yeah. yeah no, Carl, it, was, it was just funny. Carl texts... Uh, Carl texts, I think, everybody throughout the season at different points. Um, and mostly uh, it's to uh, it's some like hidden. He thinks that he's doing a really good job of hiding the fact that he's fishing for information. Yeah. Uh, he's texted me probably a dozen times um, in the past month or so, um, you know, trying to figure out I'm keeping who I'm keeping. First of all, and then now that we know that my the draft order, who I'm going to take second overall, um, and I'm not going to like <laughs> going to give that up uh, because Joe is like, absolutely the kind of person you'll hear about later to uh, take my 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 thing. Carl also really wants his thing. So like last year, he texted me he wanted Najee Harris. That was his guy. He made it very well known that he was going to take Najee Harris. And he's going to do anything he needed to do, including he wanted to trade with me. Uh, he ended up making a trade for Najee, um, but he is a, a sights dead set kind of guy. So when he gets his sights set on somebody, he's going to do everything in his power to get him. He's also super analytical. The draft is his thing. Um, he did probably 45 mock drafts. I'm not talking about mock drafts for fantasy football, which he also probably did 45. I'm talking about he also did 45 mock drafts for the NFL draft. Those are rookie yes. numbers, by the way. Right, right. Pump them, pump them things. Pump, up. pump the numbers up. I'm in probably in triple digits for sure. Yeah. If you can, if you combine <clears throat> the mock drafts he's done in the year of our Lord 2022, um, for uh, the NFL and for fantasy football, he is most certainly in triple digits. Oh yeah. I think he's in triple digits just for fantasy mock drafts. I'm not kidding. I'm convinced the only reason he's been participating in mock drafts is to try to get the inside scoop on on me and Joe. That's and why I'm not joining the, the talking about this? What, the mock but, drafts. Like, but I've Joe's been, like I've been I've been uh, join the mock draft. I'm not going to join the mock draft so you can I've see I'm going to take second. I, I have not done the same strategy 
in any of the mock drafts that I've done. So <laughs> when Carl, he would, he looked at the mock draft results and he had messaged me like when he wasn't a part of it, he was like, Oh, that was an interesting this. And then the next time that he was on with us together, I did something completely different <laughs> and just, and he was like, well, that's, that, that's interesting. Or like, I'm, Oh, you I'm took him gonna, there. I'm not huh. going to reveal the player, but he's convinced that a player that he wants isn't going to be available when he picks in a certain round. Um, because somebody ends up taking the player and I'm like, he's been, yeah, he's been, like, he's been I'm big like, mad at, he's been big mad at Joe for taking Michael Pittman, uh, past two mocks and he's just, he's been very I'm like, upset. I'm like, Carl, you have to, you like, if I were in that, I would purposefully do the opposite of whatever it is I'm going to do. Like, yeah, just, no, you gotta just be on... to see how everybody else responds. I would not openly pick the players that I want. I was like, so Sam's smart enough to do that. Joe is probably smart enough to do that. <laughs> but I mean, Joe's got Joe's got the first pick. He could he. I mean, he can literally. He, he, yeah. He's guaranteed who he wants with the first pick. So it, it does it does him no good to try to hide his strategy with the number one pick. Yeah. Um, but like after that, I mean, like he's picking dead last in the second round. So it's like. Like Joe's no, yeah, uh, Anthony's. Joe the credit. Right. He's smart enough to kind of deflect from his actual strategy. Yeah, Carl's so after Carl's after me. Actually, going to do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that hopefully gives people a, a kind of a bird's eye view of Carl. Um, our favorite. Let's move. Let's move our way down the list. Cheese. He hates that nickname too. <laughs> he fucking hates that nickname. I, I don't. I don't remember the story, but he got it at my bachelor party. It was Ponzi. Ponzi looked at him and said, "Hey, man, you look like your nickname should be Cheese." And <laughs> that's. It was, it was, it was, I, I, th- I think it was almost exactly that. Yeah. Because we were telling him all about nicknames. He goes, "What do you think my nickname would be?" And then I think I, I think he tried telling a story, and then Ponzi was just like. Cheese. <laughs> that's 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 literally and it just literally. Stuck. He got so pissed off and that's the well, that's the thing with our group of friends like once we know something bothers you it's like oh that's done oh yeah oh yeah and so he made it known he didn't <laughs> like cheese and we're like dude you fucked up <laughs> yep. and here we are have fun only being called cheese forever yeah till the end of time <laughs> He's gonna be really mad when I get his when I get his newborn to start calling him cheese. <laughs> Just we gotta send him a cheese head. A Ooh. baby cheese head. Ooh. Oh shit, I shouldn't set that up. We'll edit this out of the pod. <laughs> That'll find its way into the trash. Um who wants to who wants to give the over Keith, you wanna give give the general overview again? I'll let you take this one. Yeah, so cheese is uh a pseudonym for Austin. Um and Austin, we've all kind of mutually met. I don't think Philly's actually no, actually Philly has met him at a wedding. Yeah, your wedding, Keith. Actually, um, what's the whole story so, there too? <laughs> we will get to that. Um, but yeah, Austin worked with tell that one again. Worked. I'm just going to tell part of it. Uh, worked with us at a uh, worked with us uh, at a previous job. Myself and Keith. Um, and he was a didn't go to school with us you know we like had no relation other than we all necessarily worked for at the same job and uh he has like quickly and like very easily immersed himself into our friend group and sometimes i feel like he's more 
part of like our friend group than some of the people who are in it were or are you know and uh yeah he's just one of those one of those people he's got he's he's very knowledgeable as well um i wouldn't put him in the same bracket as as coral or uh, joe but he knows his stuff and um and it shows obviously i mean he won the league last year so uh big ups to him for that um he typically plays it safe. I mean, he made some trades throughout the year last year. Um, he was the one who actually started a lot of like the, I would say the the ground floor for a lot of our uh, content that's been created. He started his uh, weekly power rankings. Um, and from there, a lot of other things blossomed. So for a part of it, we could probably thank him for where we kind of are today for at least setting the the foundation for it. Um but yeah, just a really great friend. I don't think he's one that necessarily he's not he's not one that's gonna be the villain of the group. He's not one that's gonna be uh, you know, he's just kind of right in the middle. He's uh just a great, great person. He donated his winnings or at least I think part of her most of his winnings from the uh the league last year to the Wounded Warrior project. Um so you know, just good all-around guy and uh like i said i think we're pretty fortunate to have him as as part of our friend group yeah anything, yeah anything absolutely. anything else go ahead i was gonna say would you uh, i mean the only the only the only story related to to austin is when we were at keith's wedding um and we were initially we were going to take the train to orlando uh, myself uh austin and his now wife katie uh, and the night before philly is like hey i'm driving up that way like i'm driving by myself like i got room in my car if you guys want to ride with me i'm like yeah that'd be great I haven't spent time with philly in a hot minute um so i'd love to and uh i clear it with austin um we're all set to go wake up the next morning <laughs> to get ready to go to ride with Philly and Austin is gone. Just <laughs> him and Katie are gone. No one, no one there. <laughs> I tried calling them, no response, no answer. Um, <laughs> end up just riding with Philly to Orlando and we had, uh, we had a great time. Yeah. It was awesome. They missed out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, woke up took the train as originally planned and just left me in the hotel room so um if i had if like we confirmed like four times too yeah if i had we were we were at the hotel after the wedding sitting around the pool and like before they went up we're like all right hey i'll i was like i'll pick you up um in the pool through or whatever like 7 a.m or 8 a.m or something like that yeah yeah and we're like yeah yeah cool okay we'll see you wake up no one's fucking there i'm gone i'm by myself like i think it was me and austin a different austin you were were staying in the same hotel room too together weren't you yeah and they didn't wake me up no one woke me up to like hey we're leaving like if i hadn't had that if i hadn't secured the ride with josh i would have been stuck i would have been i would have been in homestead florida but i'm glad i was there i know i'm glad we made those arrangements the only bit of context that I would add for Austin is just like how he became a part of our friend group because yeah. I met I met Austin when he Austin is our favorite Austin is the reason why I have adopted Washington State as kind of like a proxy team 
Um, he is just a coog through and through, in and out man. He is just so much fun to be around. Uh, I met Austin in 2015 when I was when we were working at when I was working at headquarters, and um, he and I just like he he and I clicked right away. And he ended up applying for the job, and he got the job. And then his first his first semester on the job, fall 2016, he was visiting our New York group. And um, I was like, "Yo, while you're there, you gotta meet Mike. You gotta meet Norbert." <laughs> and I gave him gave him his number. And then those two just hit it off. And he just one by one, he just clicked with like everybody in our group. And he and Norbert were out out in downtown New York one time and Norbit gets Nor, Norbit loves to do this thing where he gets trashed and then adds anyone to the group chat and so you'll just kind of like wake up one morning and you'll just have like three new people in the group chat and Norbit added them because he just got hammered with them and was like yeah you're cool and that was kind of what that was kind of what happened with Austin but Austin just like again just clicked with everybody and then and then at the bachelor party he and Mushu got there a day early and he just clicked with Mushu and yeah, so I mean, the the bit that Sam said, where like he just gets along with everybody, like that, it couldn't be more true. Like that's the definition of Austin. And I think if you spend more than ten minutes around him, chances are you're going to be friends with him. Yeah, I mean, I I met him for the first time at your wedding, and um, I mean, by the that was I met him like at the ceremony, uh, <laughs> and by like. 15 minutes into the reception we were like hanging out the yeah, whole yeah you want to so, ride up to orlando <laughs> yeah yeah you want to you want to yeah. ride um <laughs> if you i was i looked back uh, just to see it's season one episode four so it was uh our fourth episode uh last year october 19th is the date if you're backtracking through our episodes mm-hmm. we did um we had him on as a guest uh before his wedding and so That's if smart. you want to um if you want to hear from cheese himself um or if you want, if you're a, if you're a fellow that's already listened to it and you want to go back and hear his lovely voice, um, you can. I think I think that's a perfect episode to to really encapsulate how endearing he is. Um, I think we were like smiling, laughing that whole episode. Uh, it's with a good him. episode. That was a fun one. It was a nice episode. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's keep keep this show on the road. Uh, let's talk about everyone's favorite houseplant. Fern. I think you're the perfect person for Fern. Yeah, I man. Say, I, I feel like you should do this one, but if we're if we're keeping in the spirit of rotating, and maybe Philly should go. But yo, let me let me just. Is, I think this I'm is gonna. One that we we can't we can't pass up your intro. On I got I got something I got something on my chest. I need to get it off. Then I'll pass it over to Philly. So he's been at like this military thing, like I don't know, some sort of like training this past like three weeks. So he wasn't even here like when I moved up here. Like, what a douche, right? And like, I'm like, hey, move into your same state, like be 20 minutes away and he couldn't even you're surprised that fern's a piece of shit couldn't even couldn't even have the decency to be here to help me move in he had to send his (laughs) wife like like, what a jerk oh wow um but he's been growing this mustache and (laughs) uh yeah Yeah, yes and uh i've been telling him he looks like the (laughs) the wish version of miles teller from (laughs) from top gun (laughs) the the great value miles teller (laughs) He loves it. <laughs> a little, little, little Kirkland signature Miles Teller. Uh, uh, no, it's a, it's uh, the uh, what's the Sam's Club one? It's a great. No, it's Sam's Club. Sam's Choice. Sam's, Sam's Choice. Choice. Yeah, it's great value. Dollar Tree. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to go with. Uh, it's that version. 
but all right, Philly, I'll hand it off to you. <laughs> he's a he's a never mind. He's like he's like meters teller, kilometers teller. that was a cheeky one right there that was good that was good i don't think it'll stick but i liked it a lot (laughs) no it's good it's good in this moment yeah yeah uh uh, side note miles tell us from my hometown i've actually met him a couple times when uh like just ran it like he um his best friend worked with me at ruby tuesday um and we used to party out like <laughs> at the power lines in the middle of the country. Um, but uh, I, I've met him. I remember met, met him and remember like just thinking like, okay, like this guy's going to school for acting. That's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, no offense to this guy, but like no one from our town, like hometown's ever going to be famous. I was wrong. <laughs> extremely wrong. He said, "Eat shit and die, Philly." <laughs> he took that. He yeah, took yeah. that. He, he took that. I met him like one that, yeah. time. I'm certain that he never. He's no idea who I am, so uh, I don't have any claim claim there. But what anyways. if you ever run into him and he's like, "Yo, Josh, how you been, man?" <laughs> I would yeah, be absolutely you said, shocked. You said I was never going to be an actor. <laughs> I don't think his friend remembers me going going to a party with him. So, like, I don't think that he would remember. Um, I don't even know if his friend remembers who I am. So, so enough, enough about Miles Teller, though. Uh, I mean, we, we want to talk about the great value. Stash. Great value, Miles to, Teller. We, we want to talk about kilometers Teller. <laughs> 5K Teller. Um, so uh, so where do we start? So I uh, I actually didn't know the Fern nickname uh, <laughs> for uh, the longest time. Um, his, his nickname comes, uh, his name, the real short story of this is that basically his name's anthony and um as a way to just be an asshole because that's uh if you haven't sensed the theme here it's uh we are all assholes to each other um uh, the, nicest <laughs> the nicest way possible um sam just started calling him anthony because of and, anthony uh, simmons the basketball player and i thought it was a an interesting way to spell anthony <laughs> Which is not wrong, um, but it didn't really have anything to do with our Anthony, um, but now it does. So, um, so his his his, his attorney nickname is is Wiley. So we may you may hear Wiley from time to time, but for the most part, it's Fern or Big Fern, um, and that comes from that. So he um, has uh, expertly named his team name the Fighting House Plants. Um, if you want history of that and then of uh, more history of the nickname, go back to um, I think it was our last offseason, the last one we just did, uh, where we ranked team names um, mm-hmm. of the fellas, and so um, that's where I learned of of the uh, the history of the fur nickname. Um, well, and really, and really, if you want to go a little bit further, so I only started to call him Anthony. Uh, Mo was the one we were playing. Um, uh, shit. What's the what's the pirate game on Xbox, Philly? Uh, oh, Sea of Thieves. We were playing Sea of Thieves, and something had happened, and and Mo was just like, "That's some big fern energy," and <laughs> and uh, that's 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 kind of where the fern we we shortened it from Anthony to Fern, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where it is. Yep, that's where it is. So uh, so Fern, as as uh, as Commissioner alluded to, is uh, in the military, and um, so. You know, he has he's had uh, times where he's been um, 
deployed or has been, um, you know, not not in the uh, continental United States. Um, and he's still been committed to to the game. He still um, had his roster set. I can barely get my roster set, and I'm on Eastern time, which is the easiest time zone that there is. Uh, my man literally, um, famously, infamously, um, beat me from Kenya. Uh, so uh, I was up uh, very large on Fern last season. Um, <laughs> the people's elbow from Kenya. I had an astronomical lead on Fern. And uh, one thing that you should know about me, uh, Philly, is that I never talk shit, ever. Like, it's just not in my DNA. Um, if you follow, um, uh, is it Friday, Friday beers? Yeah. yeah. Friday beers. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not Friday. It's not Friday. Beer. It was glue, glue guy is my, uh, persona. Yeah. Glue guy is my persona. So I'm the, I'm the guy that holds everybody together. People are fighting. I'm like the, y'all stop. Let's all love each other. I decided one. I don't know. I was just, I had a couple drinks in me. I was with Keith. Um, I was like, let's, let's talk some shit. Let's just let's do it. So I uh, I I added him in the chat that uh, I had a a massive lead over him, and then I don't even remember who was on his team or how it all played out. I try to forget it, uh, but he <laughs> came back in a big way and beat me. And um, I believe it was Barl that um, coined the phrase "the people's elbow" from Kenya, <laughs> um, because he was literally in he was literally stationed in Kenya uh, at in, at the time. So. Um, he's he's a su- obviously we as we said at the top of the show he's super dedicated everyone's super dedicated in the league but um, you know I, I've always, I've appreciated um, his ability to keep up and and be a competitive force in the league um, again despite all the travel and uh, the kind of you know hectic schedule he holds um, and his personal life and and just on a personal note like um, a lot of these guys that are in the league. Um, I'd say probably half the people in the league are folks that um, I never uh, are half of them are folks that I knew pretty well in college and half of them are folks that I've uh, created a relationship based on our you know collegiate relationships, but not uh, because I knew them. And uh, Fern is one of those guys that I met him uh, here uh, in Charlotte. He, uh, he there was Liverpool was playing Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Christian Pulisic was playing for Dortmund at the time. Um, and uh, another friend of ours that's not in the league, uh, Hoke, was like, hey, let's go meet up with uh, with Wiley and uh, and tailgate with his family for this soccer match. So that's where I, really where I met him. Um, and he's been a great friend ever since. He was he was in town a couple weeks ago and we got drinks and he's definitely looking like Kilometers Teller with that mustache. But um, he's just a good all-around guy, just like um, a solid friend, a guy that you know is always going to be in your corner. Um, and that's kind of the way he plays fantasy football. He's he's not a, he's not a flashy guy. He's not a splashy guy. He's not going to talk a lot of trash. Um, he's not going to probably make big. Uh, you, he's not. When we leave the draft, we're not going to probably talk about uh, him either one way or the other about having an amazing draft or or a terrible draft. He's going to probably fall in the middle. And then and throughout the year and free agency and trades and all that, he's he's probably not going to be super splashy, but he's going to be the guy that makes those incremental things that you don't notice that you know come playoff time he's gonna make a playoff push um, yeah. and that's kind of his role last year was uh cordero patterson was kind of that cordero guy patterson. i mean yeah. well that and i don't think people necessarily expected uh J- jonathan taylor to have the year that he ended up having no, but no. that that was i mean the 
the one-two punch of JT and Cordero Patterson was really what saved him. I mean, because like to start his year, I mean, he was like, like one and three or something. Like awful, that. yeah, awful. Like six, seven game win streak. Yeah, he was. Uh, he finished the league really strong, and I think it's you can probably uh, you can probably not blame it, but you can attribute it to to those two. So, yeah, no, great friend, uh, great great person in the league. I don't think you can ask for more. Yeah. Wonderful guy, wonderful guy. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know him through through Sam at first. You know, Sam was always I met Sam first, and Sam has been my bridge to a lot of the folks in this draft. Like Joe specifically, I think Joe got to undergrad like the year I left. Um, Would have gotten there like twenty fifteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that was the year I left. Um, I met Fern through. <clears throat> I knew I knew Fred. I knew I knew of Fred. He and I like weren't weren't close. We didn't really hang around the same people, but I got to know Fred more through you. Mm-hmm. So that's a good lead into that, right? Um, yeah. Next person is yeah, Fred. Um, <laughs> I'm still not convinced if Fred knows that he's in a fantasy football league because he's still <laughs> he's. <laughs> Fred talks more about like soccer in our group chat than he does uh, than he does football at times. But um, Fred, Fred has been he's been a good addition. I think it's uh, it wasn't one. <laughs> it was an addition because we had a guy we had a guy drop out. Um, I guess we've had two we've had two changes in our league. Forgot about that. Two people. Oh. It was uh, Mo. Mo wasn't an original one in the league either. Who did he replace? I forgot. Mo replaced uh, Nixon, and oh yeah, 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 and Fred replaced Brylo. Brylo, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was not a <laughs> this was this was not a popular move. It wasn't like normally I I run everything by everyone in the league of what we're doing. Um, like if we're adding new members, like who were who we're adding whatever um and this was when i was just like i was probably like brainstorming and i just like texted fred and he was like yeah i'm in is it he was like is it gonna be like who is it who's in the league and i was like oh it's a bunch of like my friends and fred was not part of our organization organization in college and uh but i think uh fred brings a little bit of that that uh latin spice to our to our friend group and to this to this uh fantasy football league um he talks a lot of shit um he can sometimes back it up um but no he's uh he's typically quiet uh but whenever he gets uh passionate about something you're going to be sure that you hear about it in our league um but no, Fred's a Fred's a great, great, great addition. Been a great addition to our league. Um, he's competitive. And I think that's that's what I really appreciate. Uh, he also uh, he's also one that <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you're doing a twenty dollar league? Like we should be doing a fifty dollar league." And I was like, "I'm gonna." You know, Fred, I think I think the boys Bar- aren't the boys aren't ready for that conversation. <laughs> I, I think Barl would like have a stroke if he <laughs> saw us raise dues to fifty dollars. Um, so, but no, Fred. Fred is competitive. Uh, Fred wants to win, and like I said, I think he's a he's a great friend too. Um, we were able to meet up with him when I well, briefly when we were in Denver, all hanging out. So that was that was super cool. But um, yeah, he, he like. 
like I said, we just have a really cohesive and like good chemistry in our group. And I think Fred adds a, a different flair to that. And has really been a, like I said, a great addition. And uh, like I said, he's not always the most active in our group, uh, but when he is, you, you know, something's going on and he's fired up. So uh, sometimes he gets in that villain, that villain lane, but I think for the most part, uh, Fred's pretty low key. Um I say this as a slight dig to him, um, but maybe a compliment. I don't know. I feel like he uh, he takes his frustrations about Manchester United out uh, on fantasy football. And so, um, you know, like I feel like he his weeks. I don't know if this is actually an actual correlation, but I feel like when Man U has a bad loss, like he has a little bit better of a fantasy week. Uh, he's Dude, at least more you. active in the chat um he comes to a an american football fantasy football league chat the second that manchester united loses to complain so i don't (laughs) uh, i'm not i'm not really sure his strategy there um but if he does indeed play better when united lose he's gonna have a monster of a season because united may not win a match there's 36 of them (laughs) he's uh yeah he's been uh I think he sold his season last year. I think he, I think that's what the trade was, right? He made a deal with the devil. He had a really, he had a, I mean, he was a what almost, he was a finalist. Yeah. He was a finalist, right? Yeah. Against, yeah. uh, against Austin. So that was, that was the deal he made. He had a really good fantasy year and the trade up was United are going to get relegated this year. So, um, for those other football fans, I think, I think the only thing that I would add about Fred is um, he he's he's real heady when it comes to fantasy football. He makes he makes these like little plays that you just wouldn't expect. Like he was, we we started calling him the handcuff king last year because like any time one of his guys got hurt, he'd pick up their handcuff and they would just go off. Like he had um, he had Justin Jackson and so like mm-hmm. I think Austin Eckler missed a game or two and Justin Jackson had like twenty points both times. He picked up Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook missed some time for Philly. And every time like Madison would pop off for like 20, 25 points. And so he was just he was just the king of like those making those timely plays that you weren't really thinking about. And I'll give him I'll give him credit because he got he got dealt a really bad hand. There's a reason Brylo's not in this league anymore, because he finished dead last and he didn't want to do the punishment. And he had a really bad roster and Fred flipped Patrick Mahomes as a keeper to a championship appearance, which that's not a recipe for a winning team when you're no, keeping was, a quarterback. Uh, and he flipped that into a championship appearance. Yeah. You got to give props to him. Despite how much shit Sam talked about, talked about Fred and swearing up and down, he wasn't good. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> everyone can have, everyone has their year. Everyone, there's always a year. Yeah. Obviously, that's what it was. But yeah, no, like I said, Fred's a great addition, um, and I think he's going to keep pushing us to be more competitive, uh, more in the off season stuff. So more for like raising dues and you know stuff like that that people don't necessarily want to talk about or do. But yeah, happy to happy that he's here. All right, who wants to who wants to take the next one? I'll, t- I'll take well, I'll take our next man, our main man, Gino. Um... <clears throat> this this is another fun one for me. I really appreciate Gino. Um, Gino and I met in 2012. He was a freshman in college, and uh, we both joined our organization at the same time. 
So, you know, we were pledging together. We got to know each other real well. Um, he was, he's a real, um, real athlete type of guy. You know, he's the guy who would, like in college would always wear like slippers and athletic shorts pretty much everywhere. You know, like the real traditional, like high school athlete look. And that, so that was just like his look. I think my, my favorite thing about Gino is the only pair of shorts he owned that did not have pockets. So we always played intramurals and you had to have shorts without pockets. And the only pair of shorts that he owned without pockets were uh, Nort's, women's Nike shorts. Zebra, zebra and print. So he'd, he'd, he'd lace these things up every every. <laughs> they weren't even, whatever they weren't even his. <laughs> And my man would show off them legs, and goddamn, does he have some good-looking legs? Um, so yeah, so Gino and I have have known each other for a quite quite some time, and we've been in a handful of leagues together before we started this. And when Sam was like reaching out asking about who are people who are good people to add, I was like, I was like, yo, Gino, I've been in a bunch of leagues with him. He's he's always going to participate. Um, he may not, he may do well, he may not, but. Um, he's going to be a guy who sets his lineup year round, you know, and even if he doesn't have a great team, he's going to keep playing until the end. So, and I think, I think when you're looking at a fantasy football league, that's what you really want. You just want guys who are going to like keep playing because it just gets boring when a guy, you know, realizes that he doesn't have a good team and can't salvage anything and just kind of gives up on it. So, um, so yeah, so Gino came, came into the league by that, by that way. And, um, he's another guy really knowledgeable about football, um, and sp specifically the Patriots. He's a big Patriots fan, so he knows everything and then some about New England players and um, you know the Patriots as a whole. Real big Boston sports guy. Um, your stereotypical mass hole, real bad, real thick Boston accent. Um, and <coughs> yeah, he's he's another guy who's just really good to be around. He's a he's a real and true friend. Um, if you ever need anything like rest assured, he'll take care of you. I remember one time, like I was, I was on campus and I was stuck on campus all day and I didn't have any money to get, um, food or anything on campus. And then also like, didn't have a way to get back to my apartment. And Gina was like, yo, do you want to borrow my car for a little bit? Like, I was like, I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, just take my car. Like, you know, run to your apartment, grab something to eat, come back. I was like, are you sure? And he just gave me his car and I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, thanks. You know, that's just like the kind of guy he is. Um, so that, that's my spiel about Gino personally, fantasy football wise. Like I said, he, he knows his stuff. He knows he has good strategy. It doesn't always work out for him. Um, although I will say last year, his draft strategy was just unhinged. It was something, but it somehow worked out because he made the playoffs um, in spite of himself listen they, yeah, don't listen, we like, can't give him credit don't get me wrong don't get me wrong it was definitely not because of his draft strategy it was in spite of his draft strategy he it's like everything his team, yeah. it's like his team willed itself to like did, yeah to like say like hey this this isn't our guy all right he did everything in his power to miss the playoffs he tried so hard and let, let somehow me put you this way. let me put you this way fumbled his way in kicker took a kicker round five and a defense round six and rostered two and that kickers. wasn't yeah that wasn't the only kicker he drafted yeah yeah no, he dropped yeah drafted two kickers drafted one late and year round rostered two kickers and two defenses so he's automatically giving up four four roster spots really just two but automatically giving up two extra roster spots to 
to an extra defense and an extra kicker, which he did. I think I think he had the top two scoring kickers in yeah. the league, or maybe like the first and third or something like that. So it was something silly. It was yeah. No, so, I mean he 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 knew what kickers to pick. Yeah, he makes some questionable choices. But yeah, it was it was definitely just like like how does this work? Like how do you make this work? Carl had like excellent fantasy luck, and Gino somehow had even better fantasy luck. Yeah, I think it's uh, Gino again. He's Gino is like the the type of person um, that will do anything to help you. I think as well. I, I mean, Kiefer mentioned that, but like uh, so for for instance, for Mo, he was looking for an internship or a, a practicum, something along those lines. And uh, he was like, where should I look, reach out to? And I was like, yo, reach out to Gino. He's in conduct. Like, that would be something that's up your alley. Um, it's in an area that that Mo wanted to check out because his brother lived down there. Um, and ended up reaching out to Gino. And while he didn't get necessarily get to work in his office, he Gino was able to hook him up with a, a practicum or internship uh, with a different office. And I just, I think that's been a super cool, super like I think that just kind of shows the, the relationship and bonds that we build, and they've also gotten like a an interesting like friendship bromance going on now. Like start, I mean, we had a like a hundred meter dash or forty yard so, dash so, yeah, between they, Gino and and Mo. That was fun. Um, I, and think, then they, I think the best part of that is the single greatest line ever uttered in this fantasy group by Mo after the race. It was just elite stuff. I could chee good when I should have could chowed. I could chee good when I should have could chowed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then they put together that that convict football team, and you know, so it's uh, just just a lot of fun. So I feel like uh, I feel like Gino is the is a is the Mo version of Gino, and Mo is the Gino version of Mo. If that makes sense. <laughs> It's a good way to they put re- it. I, that makes perfect sense if you know the two of them, and I think that's very, very accurate. <laughs> you know, one thing that the Gino still has that, that we need to get retrieve Kiefer, the Freedom Fund. He still has it. Oh yeah, <laughs> they made the trip. To, they made the trip. <laughs> as long as it made it from, as long as it made it from Eugene to Dallas, I'm okay. <laughs> yep, he's got it. That was infamous. Infamous. We we stormed the field at uh, at Autzen Stadium <laughs> after beating an unranked Washington State team. Hell yeah, brother! Hell yeah, brother! Roll roll ducks. <laughs> it was yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. <laughs> no, I think we'll just leave it at that. That was a good trip. <laughs> that was a good trip. <laughs> On to Joe now. <laughs> yeah. Good old, good old Joe Schmo. Yeah, that's about it. All right, let's go. Right. <laughs> <Just kidding>. And <laughs> we're off. That's up with Mo. I think. Would you think that would make Joe angrier? If so, what, what would make Joe angrier? Us not talking about Joe or us roasting Joe? I don't listen. He I does think, he like the I attention think... more than he likes the you know than not than. Not being talked. I would say we could put a chip on his shoulder, but I feel like we've been putting chips on the shoulder for years. He just keeps oh, that man. That man's shoulders are broken <laughs> after all the crap we talked about him last off season. Listen, he posted a screenshot. Of... <laughs> he 
posted, he went back and he found. So for those of you, for those of you who don't know, Philly also does like an extra little piece for the league called the Philly Five. <laughs> Philly's Five, and it's just kind of like. It's just kind of random musing. Some of them are football related. Some of them are not. But this this was a and, quote from the pod. This was a quote was from, the, from pod. the pod. Yeah, he went back. He found the, the audio clip, made it into a made it into a like a poster, I, like I a, a picture. It was from Philly's no, no, this was this it. was like we were roasting. We were roasting, and and <laughs> Philly just went on. That was rant. pretty good, in my in my opinion. I mean, Philly was unhinged. Listen, listen. <laughs> the take the take by Philly wasn't wrong. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, but yeah, I think he has such low expectations for this segment here that like, I mean, our motto is low expectations. I, I, don't, I don't know that his for our piece about him could possibly be any lower. I think even if we say just one nice thing, he's going to be like really pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Sam, do you have the quote that he pulled from me? Yeah, one sec. All the work Joe puts into this league, as far as the weekly awards and the chat and how engaged he is, it is incredible how terrible his team is for someone to be so invested in fantasy football and have his team suck so badly. Um, I feel for the guy. I just feel so bad for him. <laughs> I think this what had happened. Remember, Joe had made the, the wager that if he won or didn't win, or something we could roast him uninter- for, uninterrupted for, for like two minutes. He said the the wager was he was going to go on a win streak leading up to his appearance on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if it was like three or four games, but he said I'm going to win every game leading up to my my episode. I'll come into the episode above 500, and we were like, okay, I'm like we'll take that bet because that's most definitely not going to happen. <laughs> And and the the thing is that, I mean, it sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I w- I really meant that like legitimately felt bad because Joe to that point uh, as the background for Joe is super involved. He's probably uh, I mean him and Cheese and maybe a little bit him him more than Cheese are the reasons we are where we're at with the content we have in the league because you know Cheese started. Um, his his rankings, which were which were good, but pretty pretty bare bones, that led into uh, to Joe doing a, a weekly awards um, and you know interviewing folks and and doing uh, draft recaps and and these really kind of complex newsletters, uh, and it really elevated everybody. I mean, it elevated Cheese's weekly rankings. It elevated uh, to creating a podcast um, and and kind of beyond that. So. When I say that, I, I don't, it sounds dickish, but I, I really mean it in a way of like endearment, like Joe's really been super dedicated and that's, that's who he is in the league. He's constantly in the league chat. He's constantly searching the waiver wire. Um, I don't think that he has the football acumen that Samson has, not necessarily in a bad way. I don't think he's like a stats guy like Samson is. Um, yeah they're different they're, different, they're different, different types of knowledge they, they they both i think they are equally dedicated to fantasy football but they just come from it from two different approaches um and i, I would say those are the two top most dedicated people in our league um, and joe's team just really to, to no real fault of his own um like his his draft if you go back like he's got a solid team just injury bugs and underperforming players like or he would just play, 
you know, he'd play the, the team that week that was the highest scoring team in the league. And he'd be the second highest scoring team in the league. Like he just had week after week last year where he just, just kind of had the shit into the stick and uh, yeah. it led to him. Uh, he, he couldn't make the Waffle House. Yeah, he couldn't. Two and 11, two and 12. Four and something, maybe. But he, um, I'm not not including the playoffs or the Waffle Bowl, but oh, for like yeah, regular season. Know. But uh, that that's Joe. Yeah. I mean, Joe's a super dedicated guy. That um, just he had some bad luck last year, but he's a guy that that you are worried, and he has the number one overall pick this year. Um, so like you know, he's a guy that I'm certainly uh, worried about going into the season. That I I have no doubt in his ability to build. A championship worthy squad it's just whether that squad's going to stay healthy for him yeah also he we, we do shit on him maybe we just shit on him last year i don't think we really shit on him the year I before say, i think i think he was just too easy of a target last year because his team yeah. was playing so it, poorly he may, yeah yeah that, you that's, know like that's I, what think, it was. I feel like if fern if fern season fern season hadn't turned around we probably would have been punching down on fern oh yeah much um, so I think he was just really an easy target, but yeah, I think I, Joe, what Joe, you should know more than anything is if someone's <clears throat> sucking in the league, they are getting made fun of. So if there's no one's 100%. off limits on that. It's not, 100%. it's not bullying one person in the league. <laughs> the person getting bullied is the person who sucks the most. That's just how it is. We're all yeah. about, we're all about 100%. equality here. We're all about equality. 100%. 100%. But yeah, I, I would just, I would just very much echo, um, Philly with his involvement there, there's something to be said in any like in any trend or something. There's something to be said about the second person to do it, right? It takes a lot of bravery. It takes a lot of bravery to be the. I'm on call right now. <laughs> Did you but just ignore that? <laughs> Someone's dying. <laughs> it's an Alabama number. It's mostly. It's almost certainly a spam call. Um, <laughs> but there, there's something to be said, like about the first person, the first one to do something, which that was definitely Austin. But I think the person who normalizes it and makes it turns it into a trend is the second guy. Yeah. And so he was able to kind of build upon that and really like started a wave of content that really is, you know, making the league very enjoyable. And so, um, very, 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 very happy that we have Joe in the league, and he's a guy that, like, if he ends up with the best record in the league this year, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, um, so yeah, I if think he ends up I with think, the worst record in the league also wouldn't surprise me. I think, <laughs> I think in general, though, anyone can just be a member of the league. I think yeah. when you have people going above and beyond, I think that's what that's what makes it special. And I think, uh, I think Joe, like, there, there is like probably three things that Joe cares like more about than anything uh it's probably sports uh it's probably his family and it's probably pop culture and you can rank those in any order and uh he he knows you know he'll he's there for all three of those and uh i think we're we're lucky to be a part of that 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 group whether we're smushed into sports or part of family for him at this point i don't know but uh those are if i like having known joe for i don't know five six seven years now uh i can probably pretty confidently say that those are the three things that that he would probably prioritize and uh yeah he he when he commits to something he's all in and like i said he goes above and beyond and pretty much anything that he's that he's sold into and i think it shows so 
Well, um, we have one more person, and uh, I think I think we might as well do let we, them inter- introduce themselves. Do we want to do us before them? Let's do the video first. Okay. Give it queued up. I <laughs> sure don't, but I give me one second and I will. I'm going to have to change my... Hopefully this works this time. Just make sure you have the thing. Get one from uh, Gino in here. What? You put it in most folder. It's in most. Is in the folder. Yeah, but it looks like Gino put his in most folder. (laughs) Oh, we did get two. Then we got Gino. So Gino is also welcome on the show. (laughs) Okay. We're not going to go back and play your video, Gino, but uh, you are not can come on the show. I think we should. Hopefully it's not five minutes long. Um, hold on. But by, by the way, that duty call I got was about my car's extended warranty. Was it really? Yeah. It, was, yeah. it sounds like it was really important. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, from Alabama um, letting me know about my car's extended warranty. Amazing. All right. Here we go. Wait, before you start, uh, Gino's video is a minute and a half. I think we can squeeze it in. Okay. Okay, perfect. Right. Hello. My name is uh, Mo, short from Morris Curtis, and I am a proud member of the Low Expectations League. Uh, I am the owner, GM, and head coach, as well as the assistant coach of the Bunghole Burglars, your reigning seventh place champions. I'm excited to be here. Just a little bit about me in case y'all need to know. Uh, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. My ancestors came here on the Mayflower. That's up for you to decide if it was the boat or the trailer truck. Uh, if I had two dads, it'd be Coach Mo, who is my current dad, and Nick, Big Dick Nick Bowles, who is not my dad, but I wish was also my dad. Uh, just if, you, if you're on the podcast and you're wondering what I look like, think of me as a mix between Hank Hill and The Rock, and you pretty much got me nailed down right there. Uh, but yeah, 6'3 if I need to add, and fuck like a stallion. Uh, with that being said, how do I know the rest of the guys in the league? Uh, well, I drank with pretty much 70% of them, I would say, about 70%. But uh, I actually got to know Austin and the commish. Uh, first, living with them, uh, when I first got out, graduated college, I moved in with them and had a great time, got to meet uh, Kiefer. Uh, when I did Edward 40 hands with him, I think my first day I got to Indiana, so it's either been uphill or downhill from there. It's up to y'all. But yeah, first time I hung out was with Kiefer drinking out forties. Uh, the commission broke my glass bottle and I am pretty sure I drank my beer with some glass in it. But if that just shows you a man, determination and faith, all things are possible to God, jot that down. With that being said, I know about 70% of the league for the three I haven't met yet. Uh, Barl, uh, Philly and Fred. I look forward to meeting at some point and exchanging uh, alcohol and contact details with you then. Uh, with that being said, my success or lack thereof in low expectations, uh, I don't suffer from lack of success. Frankly, my success here has been insurmountable. Uh, I am the world record Waffle House speedrunner. Uh, I am actually currently second in standings. Uh, recently, I, I was actually in first place, but I am now in second place for fastest to beat the Waffle House challenge. Uh, you know, I'm something very proud of that. Uh, that was not due to any failure. That was me choosing to be there and challenging myself. I'm a man who challenges myself and I expect nothing but the greatest for myself. Uh, With that being said, 
Uh, I was also, like I said, reigning seventh place champion. That's no small feat to purposely frame your season to not be in last or in first, but to be directly in the middle, uh, a little below that, like that takes skill. So I really designed that. Even with my elite roster, I managed to make sure I lost on purpose at some points. So you can't can't quantify the success. So seventh place champion is really where I've been. Uh, I've been in low expectations uh, for about two two years now. This is going on in my third year. Uh, for my expectations for low expectations. Uh, well, I currently live in Terre Haute, Indiana. So uh, as you can imagine, I'm already in a bottomless pit of despair. With that being said, I'm expecting first place because Kenny Powers' comeback tour. Uh, I've made my way from Shelby, North Carolina, through the uh, uh, family roots of Mexico to now, I think, Terre Haute's basically Myrtle Beach if you just had a beach and you're on the East Coast. So, yeah, that's where I am. First place. If I'm not first, I'm challenging myself to be a different place. Um, I would say this league overall has been really great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really still really developed some powerful connections to an elite upstanding group of gentlemen. Uh, and really they're just all uh, fun, fun guys to be around. They make football a great time to watch. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying seeing my Eagles win, but I also enjoy uh, hanging out with the guys on the pod during the weekend. Like what can I ask for? Nothing less. Uh, with that being said, my fantasy train, what, what am I known for in this league? Um, I am the league's graphic designer. Uh, I actually do some great uh, graphic design work. If you're interested in uh, reaching out to me, you can find my LinkedIn. Uh, I will make sure the commission provides that later in the future. Uh, but I make some great graphic design work, and I am the vibe generator for an uh, organization. Uh, I constantly vibrate, like at a certain frequency, to really just vibrate the essence of brotherhood, success, and dank memes for our uh, league. Overall, though, uh, you can imagine me. I, I, I am great uh, at everything I do. Uh, I expect nothing less. The commission knows me as an upstanding guy. Uh, with that being said, I'm excited for this season. Looking forward to seeing what I can do in the league. And if you need dink memes, once again, reach out in my line. Wow. <laughs> I... I, I purposefully chose not to watch those, uh, not Same. to watch his. I, I, I first of all, I didn't know that Gino submitted one, but I purposefully chose not to watch Mo's until the episode because I wanted to react live. <laughs> and then that that's that video is is just perfect Mo because I'm willing to bet money he did that in one take like oh he, yeah he for just, sure he had he had everything that just came off the top of his head well, he's, he's scripted a guy it. who's like who says something somebody will say something in the league and within seconds he's got like the perfect response meme created and, and that that's just like that's, that's peak mo um he's just yeah he made he made that guy. he made that seven minute donald trump video last year that was <laughs> a piece of art uh yeah, I don't know what else you say about Mo. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of it that, right there. That that's in case people were wondering, that's what we wanted. Um, and Mo, yeah, I think Mo hit the there's six hit of the, you, uh, well, five of you, I guess, that could learn a lot from what Mo just did there. Mainly borrow. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I I get after seeing that, I get why nobody else submitted. I mean, he just other than Gina. so high, but uh, I mean, um, to not even try, like, come on, you're the total opposite of Mo. Should we uh, watch Geno's? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do the mass hole here. 
Fellas, good evening. I know I'm coming at the last minute, so my bad in advance. Hi, I'm Gino. Uh, so essentially about me, I am one of the members of the Low Expectations League. Uh, I have a name change coming soon, so be prepared for that. Um, so how do I know the rest of everyone in the league? Uh, I went to school with everyone um, but Fred and Austin, but Austin and everyone else but Fred are all in the same fraternity. Uh, so success or lack thereof uh my first season was pretty low i thought i was going to be the loser but thank god i somehow skimped out uh last year was a way more successful year after a trade with mo that brought me joe mixon saw my running back group really expand for me but on top of that i always think i have a pretty damn good receiving core so shout out to my keeper Devonte adams um my expectations for this season are pretty high. I think I have a good spot in the draft where I can really get talent on both ends and hopefully make a run of that title. Um, so there's nothing I don't like about the Low Expectations League, but I love everything about this league. Um, to this league is the only league I play in. I've stopped playing all other leagues because this is the only one I care about. This is the only one I enjoy putting my time to. And then a fancy trade of mine is kickers. Kickers are people too. Um, just how tight ends are a premium in a 10-man league, kickers are a premium too. Um, so looking forward to the rest of the season, looking forward to expanding the Low Expectations Network, and I look forward to it, guys. Love you all. Hmm. Wow. Okay. See, see that that was that was nice. That was like almost exactly what I would expect from Gino, you know. Just yeah. a, a real, real humble piece. You know, showing appreciation for everybody else, showing appreciation for the league. <laughs> if you if you don't like how we portrayed you, that's on you, right? Gino yeah. and Mo just perfectly portrayed themselves better than we ever could. Feel free to sit right, uh, uh, submit a written appeal to the Friends and Low Expectations Network, and you can hear back from our offices. And please know that we will promptly ignore it. But please, I was going to say you can you can hear back in February. <laughs> Uh, market is spam for sure <laughs> but that that kind of wraps up our our kind of overview of the friends and low expectations hopefully hopefully people have a a general idea of who's participating now who what storylines to follow who they want to support uh during this upcoming upcoming year i think um, we need to do us i think we we haven't really touched on us we touched a little bit on you, Sam, about mm-hmm. about creating the league, um, but we don't have the, the storylines for us necessarily. We don't have to go super in depth on us, but um, I think the fellow, I think the the people at home want to know who the who the men behind the mic are. Fair, 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 fair. How, how about this? How about this? How about we all? How about we all <laughs> do each other? Um, no pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! Um, I didn't know it was going to be that kind of I'll, podcast. I'll share, I'll share for Philly. Philly can share for Sam, and Sam can share for me. How's that sound? Sure. What was the, right. what was the order again? Me for Philly. Philly for you. You for me. That's fair. Oh. All right. Cool. 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 So, um, I'll I'll kick us off with Billster. Philly. Philly and I met. That was that was that was spring 2012. Right. That's when we took tennis together. Uh, um, yeah, but we met before that because <laughs> you were friends with Hoke. We, and now we, we like we like kind of knew each other before that, but we didn't really hang out a lot. 
Yeah, I would just randomly would see him. I met him like three times, and I'd see him walking randomly to Firehouse, and he like barely knew who I was. And I would just pull over and like, "Yo, just get in the car, dude." Like, you're not, I'm not letting you like, walk yeah, away. You want to ride? And I was always, I would always say no. And you're like, "Dude, I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna stop here, so just get in the car." Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> for for the record, I only lived like maybe a half mile from the fire. It was more than a half a mile. It, it, was it wasn't that far. It, it wasn't that far. I'm gonna Google Maps it. <laughs> it wasn't it, either way. It wasn't that far. And I would always just walk to work because it was nice and simple. Um, but yeah, Philly would always offer me a ride. And then he and I took a class together, which, by the way, I, I love Rob. Robbie Cesari was, was the professor of the course. He made that hard for no reason. He gave like 50 question exams on like the history and rules of tennis. And we're like, yo, we're just here to like dick around, play some yeah, tennis yeah. And, and get an easy well, day here. Well my, boy, well, my boy Kevin and my girl Fernanda. Oh, dude. <sighs> Fernanda, a queen. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like we all wanted to date Fernanda. She was just really, really pretty Portuguese tennis player for the UWF tennis team. We all loved her. We all had like a huge crush on her. She. I also wanted to date Kevin. In fairness, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kevin looked good though. <laughs> and I, th- I think from there, our friendship just like blossomed. You and I started spending more time together. We would always hit up. Uh, We'd always hit up Hopjacks, and Philly had like, Philly had a drink that he would make. Hopjacks had like something ridiculous, like ninety something taps, and Philly would always ask for his his signature Philly would, and me and me and Hoke, me and Tyler would always go with him, and so we'd never get carded, and so he, me, us, the three of us drank together for like two three years at Hopjacks, and. I remember going there on my 21st birthday and the, and the lady who would always serve us, Stacy, she, um, she asked me like, Oh, what, what is everyone celebrating? I was like, Oh, my 21st birthday. And she's like, you're not 21. You've been drinking here for like two years now. I was like, you never ID'd me. That's not my fault. <laughs> Sorry. You had to find out this way. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of, that was kind of the story there. And, I think you and I have just grown closer and closer every year, every time we hang out together. I'm still not convinced that Philly's going to steal my wife from me at some point because um, Morgan absolutely loves Philly. And to, to be fair, so do I. So, I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> don't, don't tell her, but it's not her I'm after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think she listens to the show, so I think you're fine. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. <laughs> that, that's me. I'm done. Oh, you're oh. done. Yield your time to the floor. <laughs> you have anything to say about me, Sam? Oh, I thought it was your turn. Well, I mean, All right. my, what are my what are my fantasy tendencies? What are my what am I known for in the league? Oh, oh. I thought I was talking about Kiefer. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell my fantasy. Like, I'm not gonna talk about me. Mm. So, so Billy, I, I mean, Billy is. He's definitely not the shit talker of the group, but when he does talk shit, it's it's really unsuspecting and it, it typically backfires. I mean, we told the story about we told the story about Wiley, which is probably why he he steers away from it. I also think though, like Philly, you're just you're way too <clears throat> nice to be a shit talker. I just don't I just don't think you're wired to talk crap. Even if like you were angry at somebody, I just don't think you'd have I don't think you'd have that dog in you to actually like say something hurtful to somebody. 
Um, no. Which is which is which is very much a good thing because I'm the exact opposite. Like even if I'm like really happy with somebody, I'll probably still say something that'll piss them off. <laughs> um, so I, w- I would much rather be on your end of the spectrum than mine. Um, fantasy trait, God, would it? I, I don't I don't I don't I don't really know your fantasy trait here. I I think I think when we talk about you as our glue guy, I really think that carries over into fantasy because. You're just like a well-balanced fella. You participate with stuff. You're active in the group chat. You're you're pretty much like on common ground with everybody. Fantasy-wise, like the way you build your team, it's a real like well-balanced team. Last year you had good running backs, good receivers, pretty pretty solid all around. I think I think glue guy is probably your your fantasy trait. But obviously you're the super producer of the show. Um, when Sam yeah. and I were starting out, we we really wanted you to be a part of it, and you were like super eager to jump on board. And I think you provided like a really good counterbalance to both of our personalities, which are pretty opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, I uh, said I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> All for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I think that's I think that's pretty good. That's uh, probably what I'd say about myself. Mm-hmm. I. Uh... I'm I'm also trade hesitant. I'm like I'm like I'm not the in the same way that I'm not the person that's gonna like go out and call somebody out or like blow up a relationship. Like you could like spit it in my face and I'd be like Oh, I mean maybe you'll get a beer next week. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Uh, I deserve that, I guess. I don't know, maybe I did something. Uh that's the same way I, I kind of approach like um like trades and all that kind of stuff. Like I just I'm not really the guy like there's too much unknown for me to be like, mm, this guy might be wishy-washy, but when he's on, he's on. You know, the the hit or miss there. I think I did make a big trade last year, though. I think I made a trade. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't remember. Well, Mr. Samuel Friday. Well, Got to put my full name out there. Now everyone can find me. You're, we're gonna we're gonna upload this video to YouTube that has your name in the bottom left corner. Yeah, it's, it's literally right there, my dude. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Same with Philly. Like, there's no hiding. Oh no god. So man, this is like we can bleep of... that and then I don't know somehow edit uh, the video. Damn. <laughs> all, this, just... all this time I didn't even know. I'm trying to stay anonymous and doing has this. Have I done this every time? Yeah, it's been this every time. It's yeah, it's never changed. Hopefully, people don't watch our YouTube video. It's it's only borrow. We'll just bleep it out, and then if like you know, it's we can take right. it down or something. I don't know. It's not the end of the world. Um, but the commish, um, he reached out to me, um, you know, randomly when we started in the league. We were still in ESPN at the time, and we had a um a a text chat. Uh, with there were some okay. poor folks in there. I think you were at the time were also uh, one of the peasants that didn't have an iPhone, so it was a green bubble Probably. text chat. And uh, I just steer away from those; just not really a big fan of those. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we went to an integrated platform. But um, I've known I've known you for and not not as long as I think I've known you. No, but it's like we've been, been like we've been friends virtually, like social media for like 2015, 2016, probably. Yeah, for you know, probably maybe maybe the earlier. better part of the better part of 10 years. Um yeah, coming but up on it for sure. I we 
I don't think that I don't want to say that our first time meeting in person was Kiefer's wedding, but that was only like our second or third time meeting. No, you've been on you've probably been on campus or something visiting. Yeah. I say. But we we just we didn't really cross paths in undergrad. Um we just kind of Well, we well, you were gone, gone by the time I was gone. there. Were you twenty twelve? Twenty thirteen. I came I was fall fall thirteen. Oh fall thirteen. Okay. So yeah, so I wasn't even around. So um but you kind of just as part of the as part of the, the organization we're part of, you kind of just meet some of the guys, particularly if you know, like I had some crossover with Keith, who obviously became you know good friends with Commission. And so that kind of crossover led me to to meeting him. So you kind of just create those relationships. But he and I have always uh, hit it off. Um Commission's the kind of guy that's just um he's a he's a constant, right? Like he's a consistent person, I think, in probably every aspect of his life um i've you know i've worked with him in his professional setting as a volunteer you know always kind of the guy that's just always like always organized always on time always keeping us on track um and that's why i think he makes the perfect commission um because he's he's on top of things you know he doesn't let anything fall through the cracks sometimes it's like just the second i'm thinking like oh we should we need to schedule this or we need to do this or it's something for the pod and we're in a the three of us are in a group chat and this sometimes it's like I'm thinking of it and he sends it. Um, and so it's just like his timing is always impeccable, but he's really, I think, um, just the, the constant and the and the guy. He's I literally couldn't think of a better commissioner um, for our league and just the way that he um, is able to kind of organize everything and stay calm and manage personalities and, um, you know, manage the, <laughs> the bullshit that we put him through. Um, and and just stay like this demeanor, like the demeanor you hear on the pod. It's always that's always his demeanor. It never changes, whether you're texting him or you're on a call with him or you're in person with him or he's drunk or he's sober. Like it's you're getting the same Sam every time. Um, well, and drunk Sam's a little bit different. A little bit different, but not but not like not wildly different. Not like not in a way that's like. Drunk Sam is the happiest person you'll ever meet until he's not. <laughs> I've never gotten to the knot. Until it's time for bed. <laughs> I've never gotten to the knot. I've only gotten the happiest person. I've, so I, I've been there a few times. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, Oregon was one of those. Uh, no. Oh, no. You well. cut the story off pretty early. But anyway, so th that that's, um, I think, commission in a nutshell there. Again, he's our fearless leader, and he's that for a reason. Um, you know, I think, I think we would probably be, uh, most of the group would probably be, have broken up and have moved on and we, we wouldn't be a, we wouldn't be a functioning fantasy organization, let alone a thriving multimedia empire, <laughs> um, without his leadership and direction. So, uh, fantasy, I don't know if you have anything you want to add, Keith, I'll just say fantasy wise, um, you know, <laughs> if you listened to last week's or last episode, um, or you know, any episode last year, uh, Kamish had a a date with destiny. You you might call it. Um, uh, Mo mentioned in his that he's uh, second place all time on the uh, quickest to do the Waffle House challenge. Uh, there's only two people on the list. Uh, he's second, and uh, and Kamish here is first. Uh, Kamish powered through some waffles after a, a terrible season. Um, it's kind of a boomer bust, I think uh for for commission i think he's um 
he's a, a solid drafter, a, a solid uh, student of the game, makes good wa- waiver pickups, makes good trades, makes timely trades um, that keep him always kind of in the hunt. Um, it's just whether he's going to hit a string of good luck where uh, his players are going to really perform or he's going to hit a string of bad luck. <clears throat> if you go back and listen last year, there was a ton of weeks where his team just – they didn't really shit the bed but they also just didn't do enough to win. Um, and so I think that's, uh, I think probably frustration if I could encapsulate uh, his experience the past couple of seasons as a fantasy football manager would be frustration. I will say, I'm pretty sure Sam had both the highest and lowest scoring weeks last year. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. He he nearly broke 200. And then what is it? What was it like? You barely scraped 60 the other on the low, on the low end. I thought someone beat me. I thought I thought I thought someone. Oh, I think beat me I think for... Austin might have beat him. Austin or Carl? I think it was Carl. Yeah, someone. The, I think Austin Austin oh, or Carl had a go review the archives. I thought had a week late scoring. in the season where they beat him, but I at one someone, point I thought someone took it from did me. Have yeah, I did have the highest and lowest. Yeah, and the highest was against me. He and I had a probably like a hundred and sixty point week, and he had like a two hundred something point week. And then, like the next week, he had like sixty and just got yeah. blown out. It was not. It was dark times. <laughs> dark times were were had by all, or just me. I don't even know. Let me look. I'm trying to find out where it Here, was. He, it was he, poor. He, would you? What do you got to say about him? I I don't think you said anything that I wouldn't have said. Um, I feel I feel like personally. Sam and I were just meant to be from the beginning. Like he and I just hit it off like the moment we met. And I remember um, Sam came to UWF in the fall of 2013 and um, he went to Argo camp and we had a bunch of brothers who were Argo camp leaders. And uh, he, you know, everyone comes back to school and everyone's like, Oh, every, you got, you all got to meet this guy. Like we, we want to rush him. We want him to be there. And um, Hoke introduced us, and from there it was just like game over. It was like Sam and I just clicked right away, and he's been one of my very closest friends ever since. There hasn't been very many days in a row that go by where we don't talk. Um, and so I'm definitely, personally, forever grateful for his friendship. I don't think there will ever be a day that comes in my life where I'm like, yeah, I don't ever want to talk, talk to Sam anymore. <laughs> um, so... He's, he's definitely been um, just a fantastic friend. He's been a great fantasy football manager, even though I uh, I talk about overthrowing him every week. Um, he <laughs> me against him. So whenever y'all whenever y'all are ready to to take over being commish, <laughs> <laughs> whenever my contract runs out. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm looking through, and it looks like you actually hold both, unless yeah, I missed I- something. I think it was it might have been like during the playoffs, like one of the like first week one of a playoff. Two, yeah. I think it was I think it was Carl and one of like the first weeks of the playoff. I don't know. Carl so had a pretty week, bad week. Week five, you beat me a hundred and ninety three point six to eighty six. <clears throat> and yeah. then I believe week seven. Yeah. No. no, uh, no week, week nine. Week nine. Week nine. <laughs> And I you both. had 78.66 <laughs> points, and I, uh, narrowly yeah. losing to Keith, who had 83.54 points. 
Uh, but the 78.66 was the lowest of the season. So you had, yeah, yes, the we're... highest in the regular season, the highest and yeah. the lowest point total of the season. Yeah. Not very cool. You also, and, and, and in true epitome of last season, you, you finished the season um, four and eight. Sounds about and, right. And, yeah. and um, Joe finished two and 10 and, you still ended up in the Waffle House. You you had double his wins, and you still ended up at the Waffle House. Oh, trust me, I remember. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Joe got Joe got hot when it mattered. He got hot down the stretch. He beat me in the Indeed. first round and sent me to the the championship round of the Waffle Bowl, and that that set off the showdown. Indeed. Wow. Um. All right. I guess I get to talk about Keith, right? Yeah. Um. So I think. I think. I think to describe Keith, you either love him or you hate him. I don't know if there's necessarily a middle ground because I think everyone I've talked to, Kiefer is either their favorite person or one of their like people that they love or they fucking hate the guy for, you know, whatever, one of his unlikable personality traits or whatever it may be, right? Um, I'm sure there's a handful of people who have, you know, the eyes cut out of a Kiefer picture somewhere, but um, Kiefer brings an energy to everything that is contagious for the most part, I think, Um, whether it's, you know, personality to the league or, you know, just thing quips that he's bringing, you know, football knowledge, uh just a wealth of of knowledge in pretty much every context that we're we're speaking in i mean you could pick his brain about lord of the rings you could pick his brain about miami hurricanes uh you know you name it uh there's there's a good slew of things that that he's very knowledgeable on and, and it's always a joy to talk to uh and, and always always happy to speak in hypotheticals or asking questions of like you know he's always ready for an argument too um and i think it's not like a not like a like a bad way but you know it could be like who's going to win in the fight between a trillion lions and the sun right like <laughs> Kiefer will you know pick a side and he will stick to it and that's the hill he's going to die on um but that, that's that could be anything right it could be you know what's the greatest college football team of all time it could be uh, why are tight ends a premium in a 10-man league right like there's there's lots of things that he brings to the table um that that do it and i think if if you're friends with keep Kiefer and you you keep up with that i think uh that's a very fortunate place to be for a lot of people uh Kiefer has a lot of like close friends but you know if he's talking to you on a regular basis that's you know that's uh i think Keith only talks to people he wants to talk to uh and so if you're one of those people, you're pretty lucky. So I think that that counts for all of us in our league, in this league too. So, you know, uh, Keith brings, like I said, a contagious energy to this league. It, it makes it more fun. Um, he is the, you know, holds a master's degree in Jimmy wrestling uh, for Carl. Um, he knows how to get under people's skin, but it's never, it's never necessarily in a, like an antagonizing way. It's more to like, poke the bear to, to get some get some jimmy's rustled not to like be mean or anything like that and i don't think anything's ever uh malintentioned so yeah just uh i think like i said there Kiefer is one of a kind and i think uh we're pretty fortunate to have him as a part of this league and just a part of our friend group in general 
He's uh he's always looking to make a trade though. And he's always playing an angle for for if we're speaking fantasy, he's always looking for a trade and what do you have to offer me and uh what can you do to make a trade happen? But he yeah, he will he's always looking to make a deal, uh, whether it's for now or for the future. But uh so keep that in mind if you're listening and staying tuned. Uh if uh if something's happening, if there's a breaking news, uh you can probably have a, a good percentage chance that Kiefer is somehow involved. And also, I don't know, funny or unfunnyly enough, like if there's any sort of drama with a scandal in the league, Kiefer is also involved in that some way as well. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, the waiver gate from last year was a, a good example of that. Uh, but I think that with that in mind, I think we've gotten everything ironed out for this year. And uh Hopefully no scandals. Uh, that's that's the the goal for this year. No no scandals. But um, no I think I covered everything, Philly, and maybe I missed if I missed anything. Yeah, no, I just um, to kind of to your point of um, like people love him or hate him. I'm obviously in the love uh, love dearly camp. You were about um, feelings, but uh, I'm in the love dearly camp. That doesn't mean that he's not. I've not like just been pissed to be in his presence before. Um, but, um, but he's, he's just literally the guy that's just always going to have your back. Um, like if you're in his circle, like you're in the circle and that's your, like you're his dude and you're going to be his dude. And, um, and that's just like a, it's just always nice to have a friend like that, that you can just always like, you always just know that that guy's in your corner that like, like we can be like we can be like in a game or something frustrated pissed at each other whatever and then we'll just text each other afterwards like sup cutie and it's just like it's just like yep that's my guy like that's you know it's just one of those guys that when he enters a room you're like oh just so happy to see you so um that's i think that i think that speaks a little bit to his role in the fantasy group as well he's willing to rustle some jimmies but uh as he says if I'm picking on you, it's that's how you know that I care about you. No, so it's all out of love. So <laughs> that's the truth, though. I tell, I tell, I have to tell that to Carl a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much like Carl, Carl. I don't know if he believes I you at this point or not anymore. Enough. You should worry more if I stop making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a uh, we are probably this is probably like probably on par for one of our longer if not longest uh episodes so i think this is probably the longest hour oh, yeah. five at least oh shit yeah, yeah. good stopping we're, point yeah we're great so well folks remember <laughs> keep your your standards low and your expectations lower and uh we'll see you again very soon for some more off-season content